All right, all right, all right. Welcome to the Ron Dazed and Confused podcast. Ron Dazed and Confused. I'm Chalanga. And I'm uh, Matthew McConaughey. No, that's Dylan. And uh, <laughs> we are Ron Dazed and Confused about why the Minnesota Timberwolves let Ronda Hellas Jefferson go. So let's real head right into news. our real stupid news. Uh, Ronda House Jefferson has been waived by the Wolves. Dylan, you have a lot of feelings about that. I just thought that he deserved a shot. I yeah. I don't think that, that the Wolves are realistically going to be in the playoffs. They might be in a playing game, but mm-hmm. uh, I do think that Ronda House Jefferson, especially like you're going to sign a guy and then he plays perfect. He plays absolutely perfect up to his own abilities. And then you just don't take him. Like, what's what's the point in signing him to begin with if you weren't going to sign him after playing absolutely perfect in that second game? And I guess he just isn't that good. I don't care about this. Let's move on. Uh, Second item, Jeremy Lin is signing with the Golden State Warriors. Dylan, Lin Sanity is back. I don't care about this. I okay. Yeah. <laughs> but I low key because there's a large, there's a large East Asian population in the Bay Area. I my, my landlord in the Bay Area was actually a Chinese woman, so my I'm, what I'm wondering is, are they just playing right now for the demographic? Just wondering. Just Trying to get those Chinese viewers back. I'm sure. I'm, I mean, that's big. I mean, the the NBA cares a lot about the China viewership, so. Yeah, it's it's it. Jeremy Lin is a bigger deal than he should be because I mean it's that that relationship is important. Um, but will he play? Probably not. Nope. Um, nope. but I don't nope. know. Maybe maybe he looks good. Maybe he's back in in Lin Sanity form after playing in oh China. God. Oh God. <laughs> All right, and our Sixers our final item. Ben Simmons. So Shams tweeted. The Sixers and Rockets have uh, uh, been open in negotiation talks about Ben Simmons uh, in in the Harden deal. And then moments later tweeted that Daryl Morey said, no, we are not trading Ben Simmons. What's going on? They're trading Ben Simmons. I think that they're trading Ben Simmons. I think like they're trading I, <laughs> That's kind of the vibe that I'm getting. And I think that, I think that uh, Ben Simmons didn't know that they were trading Ben Simmons. And so Morey had to be like, whoa, 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 whoa. No, no, no. He, we're not trading Ben Simmons. Don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. It's a little um, bit different because I think he actually didn't want to trade Jimmy Butler, but it's a little bit like when Tibbs was like, no, we're not. We're not trading Jimmy Butler. Yep, 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 yep. Well, look, I think it's crazy that Maury wants to trade Ben Simmons. I like, if Ben Simmons ends up on the Rockets, I'm going to be so sad because like the Sixers roster finally looks good around Ben Simmons. Right. Although the Rockets ben roster. Be fun on the Rockets. It looks okay. I mean, I don't love Ben Simmons next to John Wall and DeMarcus Cousins. I, it's it's not perfect, but it's something. But maybe DeMarcus can sit out on the three-point line and get out of the way for Ben Simmons. I don't know. Yeah, I we'll see. Christian Wood certainly could. And, yeah, you know, DeMarcus all... Cousins is not guaranteed. He might not even be on that team, so we'll see. All shoot. I, I think that that's actually interesting. Ben Simmons plus all those shooters on the Rockets is interesting. Ben, ben Simmons plus all those shooters on the Rockets is actually really interesting. That's what you sound like right now, Dylan. Oh my God. That's what you sound like. I'm sorry. Um, well, let's move on to what this pod really is. Today, we are doing our yearly power rankings 
draft. We're going to bring on my bro, Theo Langison, to the pod, and we are going to draft our power rankings slash our like win total rankings for the season. And I am excited. This year, we have an esteemed guest joining us, uh, my brother, Theo Langison. Welcome to the show, Theo. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. Let's talk about some basketball. Yeah, we're we're happy to be you, Theo. Theo uh, happy to have you. Happy to be you. Uh, Theo's, a, <laughs> Theo's a big basketball fan. Uh, he was watching the Wolves way before I was even born. That's probably not true. It's uh, not true. But <laughs> but we're happy to have him on. Um, no and, one was watching uh, the Wolves before Chilenga was born. That's what's happening. <laughs> we'll have you uh do all your promotional stuff at the end uh, uh so let's let's get going i have the first pick so that's gonna go me and then theo and then dylan uh and then we're gonna snake it and with the first pick the 30th team in the league the worst team in the nba this year i pick the oklahoma city thunder whoa yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so no, that's surprising. <laughs> in, in my mind, the Thunder have no reason to not be the worst team in the league. They need that star talent to pair next to Shea Gilgis Alexander, and Alexis Pukashevsky is not that star talent. What? Right <laughs> <laughs> what? I, uh, you what? think Alexis is going to start? <laughs> I think he's going to play a lot of minutes. Yeah. <laughs> really? Oh, yikes! I mean, why not? What about Darius like, Basley? Yeah, no, it's true. They should. They have no incentive. Plus, I could see George Hill and Al Horford, who are their only two uh, like actual NBA players outside of Shea, uh, be moved midseason. Um, I've been scheming up a little Charlotte trade, like uh, Cody Zeller and Terry Rozier for Al Horford and George Hill, uh, <laughs> just to like give, give Charlotte, you know, that extra boost. Anyway, um, I think they're going to be really bad. They'll they'll have a top three draft pick in next year's draft. And uh, continue to build around Shea and whoever they draft next. I didn't have them that low. I had them, I think I had them, oh, wow. I had them high. I had them at 26. So um, I actually do think that Al Horford is still good. And my worry is that just like last year where we thought that Chris Paul was probably going to be off the team, that that they're not going to trade anyone and that Al Horford's actually going to look okay and that they don't start Pokashevsky, but I could definitely see them being the worst team in the league if they do decide to tank, and that's completely possible, maybe even probable. I don't I don't know what Presti's going to do, but Presti doesn't seem to be the type of GM that's ever... Have they ever tanked? I don't think he's ever tanked. Yeah, I don't, I don't think so, but uh, they've never quite had a complete teardown like this. Right. So... Well, kind um, well we thought that th- we thought last year was, but but yeah, I mean this year there's no chance that it's not a com- like Al Horford makes good teams better, but he doesn't like produce for like bad teams. You know what I mean? He's like a final piece, not a piece to like drag your wins up. Yeah, I do like though that he'll be playing his true pos- like his actual position. Right, exactly. You know, like I, as as much as he and his dad want to tell you that he's a four, like he's <laughs> a five in today's NBA. And 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 I, I, what I do like about the Thunder is that they have really dynamic, some like really dynamic wings. Um, that like, if if they end up playing like medium level defense as a team, I think they'll surprise some people. But I I do think I think it's warranted to think they'll be the the worst team. But I, I think Shea's really good. Um, yeah, exactly. Shea could just turn really this really good. 
Shea is better than anyone on the Knicks, and that and he's gonna play. So is that say <laughs> is that really a statement? Is I that... don't know. And that's why the Knicks are my worst team. <laughs> Lol. Um. I. I uh, anyway, I have them at 18 wins, and I, I would be rooting for a tank if I was an oh, OKC fan, just because I want you know Imani Bates or uh, Jalen Suggs or whoever ends up being the. Oh not yeah, Jalen looks really good. Jalen Suggs or Jalen Green or whoever ends up being the best in this year's class. Uh, Theo, you're up next. Who is going to be the second worst team in the NBA? Um, second worst team in the NBA uh, for me is going to have to be the Knicks. Mm. Um, yes, I. I just don't think there's much to like about the Knicks. What I like about the Knicks is I, I'm a big Mitchell Robinson fan. Um, I feel like he he is probably one of the more overrated young players, but I'm a big fan of his nonetheless. Um, and I think Obi Toppin is going to be fun, probably. You know, Alfred Payton can pass the ball okay. But, like, when you've got Reggie Bullock in your starting lineup, I don't like I wouldn't even trust that on a G League team. So <laughs> I agree, that's, and that's where I'm at. And Julius Randle in your starting lineup, I'm very nervous that I think they should just start Obi Toppin over Julius Randle at the four. Um, and I don't know what they're doing at the five because they have two backup fives, like solid backup fives. But uh, yeah, I, I, it's just still such a confusing roster, and I don't know what Tibbs is gonna do. <laughs> yeah, who knows? I hope I hope Obi gets a lot of playing time. And I hope that he he develops a lot this season. I I I, I think he was drafted in the right spot, and I yeah. and I think that he can uh, play above it if he's if the if the cards are right. You know, he looked like kind of in shape, like in terms of his body. Uh, I think he could play the four in the NBA. I think a lot of people don't think that defensively, but well, I mean, like you know, positionally, the positions are sort of. Uh, uh, not really a thing anyways like can he shoot the ball is like a big question and then like you know like how like how many people in the nba can actually play defense like it's it's like <laughs> half the league maybe so like i don't think it's mostly just like can you can you shoot the ball and can you stand in the right spot on defense you know like that's more or less and i think if that's the bar that he's shooting for i think he can have a good season not rookie of the year but i think he can have a good season yeah, I don't want to cause too much uh, drama here, but I actually had the Knicks over. So they're at Whoa. 22 and a half. I have them winning 25 games. And here's why. I, I think that, like, we, we've we seen Tibbs. Tibbs is definitely a floor-raising coach, and he is going to play his vets. And yeah. so, like, I feel like that roster has enough veteran players. I mean, not that Julius Randle and Nolan Sewell are, are, like, anything to write home about. But I think that their defense is actually going to be decent. Like when you've got uh, Frankie Smokes and Robinson and Noel and Alfred Payton, who's a decent defender, Austin Rivers, you know, been in the league for. (laughs) I think I just think that that uh, Tibbs is going to try to win every game as hard as he can, and so I take the over because I think there's going to be other teams who are, are are more willing to not win every game that they can i could totally see that i probably have their under but i i am not convinced about it and i agree with you that like tibbs could raise the floor i just think that Mm -hmm. they're just that bad they don't have any talent (laughs) like rj barrett is gonna get so much run and he is so horrible offensively and like yes he needs to have the ball in his hands in order to develop Mm -hmm. but it's just gonna be really rough for the it's gonna be like if tibbs 
uh, was coach of the Timberwolves, but only had Andrew Wiggins. Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, do you have a win total, Theo? Um, you know, I don't. It, it, you know, like I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Knicks won five games next year. I also wouldn't be surprised if they won twenty-five. <laughs> it just sort of is. They're all over the place in my mind. I do feel uh, like Nilakina is going to have a a career season under Tibbs. Ooh, I think, yeah. I think neither like it's going to be like Jimmy Butler light. Like I think Tibbs <laughs> is just going to play Nilakina like forty-seven minutes a game, and just like and just like. I need you to run and take the ball from people until you foul out. You know, like I think I'm a I'm a Nilakina believer. I'm with you there. I believe in him 100. Nilakina believer. I think he's <laughs> right. a three. Actually, that's that's my hot take on Nilakina. I think he's a three. I don't Whoa. think he's a guard. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Theo out here with the hot takes. All right, Dylan, you're up next. Who is the 28th worst team in the league? Let's go. Okay, my tw- or with the 28th pick in the power <laughs> rankings draft. Do do do. I'm taking the Detroit Pistons. Yeah. I, it's weird because this year we have so many teams that are like, they seem like they're trying and I don't know where they're going. Their roster is easily the most confusing in the entire NBA. But uh, the reason why I have them lower uh, is because I don't believe that Blake Griffin's going to have a healthy season like he did two seasons ago. And, I really think that they need someone to run the point guard who's not Derrick Rose, and I don't think they're going to give Derrick Rose starting minutes. Uh, so Killian Hayes is going to be rough this year. He had seven turnovers in the first preseason game. Uh, he got a little bit better after that, but I think it's just going to be a really up-and-down season for him, and I don't know what they're going to do between Seku. Uh, do, do you know what they've been doing, Chalenga, in the preseason with between Seku and uh, Jeremy Grant? And Blake, and then also uh, Jeremy. Are they gonna... I mean, Jeremy Grant is is the starting small forward. He's like pretty right. locked into that spot. And I think and that's then... sad for their future. Yeah, it is sad. And then they've been playing Seku, Jaleel, Sadiq, uh, Ellington, and Rose as a Oof. as a unit together. Oh my God, that's. Rough, I, and sometimes Svee takes that that Wayne Ellington spot. It kind of depends, but oh my God, Svee <laughs> takes that Wayne Ellington spot. <laughs> you know i actually i i i am i have the under on the pistons don't worry uh, but i do think that their roster is full of a, a lot of very competent players I, I like if blake griffin stays healthy this team could even make the playoffs like i don't think it's that crazy um just because blake griffin at his best is like a third team all nba player he can right. shoot he can pass and i actually think their defense is going to be decent uh mason Plumley is like a solid defender jeremy grant we've seen can play really high level defense uh i think the issue for this team is going to be scoring i'm not like if blake is if blake is out i do not know who's going to score a single bucket on this team i mean that's the that's the thing with the pistons is that like when you look at their starting lineup is like actually offensively blake griffin is their starting point guard right exactly And, and so like the and so like you know Take that with what you will. Um, I would but love I think, that five years ago. I mean, I would. I would take it now. You know, I would. You know, like he's still more, even on his hobbled knees. If he's healthy, he's still more athletic than Chris Paul. You know, and like, and <laughs> and like, you know, Chris Paul's got next level brains, but like, I, I I think Blake Griffin is really, really, really freaking good. And yeah. and I think that if he's healthy this year, 
which he probably won't be. Um, but if he's healthy, I, I, I do think they'll, they'll sniff at the at least the play-ins, mm-hmm. if not the playoffs. So I, I have their under. I think I'm at, at like 22. But I'm not taking the heavy unders on any of these teams because I think that each team is going to be competitive this year. Like No one's going to be wanting to play in the NBA this year without crowds, with all these things, and not be competitive. And it's just going to be a train wreck if one of these teams starts tanking because the, these players are just going to want off the team so badly. I, I <laughs> I, I can see a, uh, a lot of the wins reverting to 30s, like in the mid 30s uh, for these some of these bad teams. But so I could see the over for Detroit, but I, I'm still going to take the under because they're my mm-hmm. they're one of my worst teams. So same here. All right, Dylan, who's at 27? Oh, God. At 27. I have the Cleveland Cavaliers. I think maybe some people are surprised to see them this high. And the only reason why I'm taking them this high is because I actually think they have tons of depth at the wing. And I think that Kevin Love can still take a team to like a couple wins. <laughs> I think he can lead a team still. I don't know. I We, we have to see it, obviously. But uh, Andre Drummond is a competent big man. He's better than Mason Plumlee. I, I just think that as long as they don't play uh Darius Garland and Colin Sexton together in the starting lineup <laughs> they could but they're going to do it <laughs> I know but they but they shouldn't they should have Isaac Okoro starting or they should have I, I so Chetty Osman is the starting three right so mm-hmm. uh I think that it would be perfect and they, it would get them some defense if they had Isaac Okoro as the starting shooting guard Chalanga yeah, that's the smart thing to do because he's awesome. Have you watched Theo? Have you watched him play yet? I watched some of the clips and he's 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 like uh he flies around there. Yeah. Oh my god. I'm I told y'all he is gonna be so good. He you called it. You're good at that. He looks smaller than six six for sure. Yeah, How long are his arms though? Height is an overrated stat. Right, right, right. He's got short uh, arms too. I think they're it's about even. I, I okay. don't know if he's ever going to be like that uh, Kawhi stopper or whatever, that that small forward, like big small forward stopper, but he's going to be an awesome shooting guard for sure and defensively in the NBA. Yeah, my problem with the Cleveland Cavaliers is exactly that they like they will do the wrong thing um, and they will play Garland <laughs> and Sexton together just because they've got, you know, they, they're invested in those players. And so they need to figure out if either of them are actually a point guard. And the the issue then becomes that neither Garland nor Sexton are good passers and facilitators, and they, they can't really get the offense going. And so when you've got then two star big men in Drummond and Kevin Love, then it's going to turn into this like shit show of ball stopping and where it's like when Kevin Love touches the ball, I think he's going to be less inclined to like really facilitate it and more inclined to shoot it, try to make a play. Andre Drummond especially. I mean, that dude... He the the vision of Andre Drummond that he has of himself in his brain is so far removed from the Andre Drummond that exists on the court. Um, and he also looks out of shape. He looked really chubby during preseason. And that, that is a that's concerning. So I, I got their heavy under. I, I think they're going to win like 18, 17 games. All right. Yeah, they're definitely like a team, a team of redundancy, right? Because they're starting two tiny guards and then two what should be centers in today's <laughs> NBA, you know, and then like. Chetty Osman, who's fine. Langa, <laughs> you convinced me. I'm putting the I'm putting the Cavs at number 28, and I'm putting the uh, I'm putting the Pistons at number 27. Oh hell yeah! I'm glad I, I could convince you. Yeah, I'm taking I'm taking a bigger under than that, and I don't know what coaching is going to be like next year with JB Bickerstaff. 
it's all up in the air. Um, and Kevin Porter, I will say, is a very underrated uh, backup wing for them. They have but, tons of wings. But also very yeah. small. Yeah, that's yeah. true. I, I, I'll take them with like 20 wins or something. I don't know. Yeah, I'll just. All right. That. I feel that. I feel that. Um, Theo, who do you got? I think you're up next. So we're it's at 26. me. 26. All right. This one is like where it gets. I think to me, there there are three teams that could easily slot in this spot. Uh, I'm going to go with the Bulls. Mm. Um, I just, I think they've got like a, a lot of, like a few like pretty decent players, but there's no, I don't understand who, whose team that is. Like okay. the, like, is it, is it Kobe White's then like, yikes and like is it zach levine's <laughs> then like double yikes like is it laurie Markinen? like let's just all go to bed you know like i just it it is uh th- yeah i just don't see them winning a lot of games yeah i, I agree just, i'm taking the under i had the i had them uh right at 27 actually as well and so now my top f- or our our first five picks are all uh in line with where i had my personal rankings so I, I think that White is probably a quality sixth man, but I don't see him having the size and uh, I, I don't see him having the ability to be like a primary point guard in the NBA. Um, Certainly not this year. I, eventually yeah. I do, but not, not this really? year. Yeah, no, I, I see him. A lot of his like scoring comes off of other guys creating for him. I think Sadoransky uh, provides that for him when he's mm-hmm. coming off the bench when I think he looks good doing that, but I just don't, I don't know. And maybe this is part of me like being a Wolves homer and trying to defend the Jarrett Culver pick, but, uh, and, and, and we'll see what happens this year. Cause everyone's uh, trying to slob on uh, Kobe White's knob right now in the national media. But uh, I think that I do see Kobe White as just as a really quality six man, maybe even a six man of the year type of guy, but I think Lou will is a good comp for Kobe White. Yeah. I like that. And yeah, I mean, this Bulls team is interesting. Last year, they were ninth defensively, which is shocking. But, I, you know, they lost Chris Dunn. Some, they lost Chris <laughs> yeah, Dunn. And like, the way that they played defense last year was just like a heavy attacking uh, and trapping defensive style. And this is I'm I'm just regurgitating this from people who are smarter than me, just so that everyone knows because uh, <laughs> Jim Boylan was kind of a psycho. Uh, but with Billy Donovan as the coach, I think that this team actually has the potential to be like a pretty good offense um, with, with Zach Levine and like Kobe White can really put the ball in the basket. Otto Porter last season, he was healthy, shot above 40 percent from three. So there's like definitely some significant upside to this team. Do I trust that they're going to hit that upside? Absolutely not. I don't trust any single one of these players to like (laughs) be a be a winning player, not even Otto Porter, because he was even disappointing with the Wizards when they had like a pretty good squad. So I think that's a good pick. I'm up next at 25. And for me, this team has got to be the Charlotte Hornets. Now, that it might be, come as a surprise because Gordon Hayward, you know, Devontae Graham is kind of nice. You know, LaMelo Ball looks uh, enticing in his first couple preseason games. But I think that uh, Gordon Hayward's injury problems, I mean, he already broke a bone in his hand. Is he as soon play? as he gets How hurt, long is he out? Um, I think that he is expected to be back. I wrote it in here. Oh. Uh, oh, he's day-to-day. So he may even start oh, the okay. season. Oh, yeah. But 
Um, he gets hurt so often. And then if he gets hurt, who's their best player? Like Cody Zeller? I don't <laughs> like the team starts to make a lot less sense once Gordon Hayward is injured. And I'm afraid that they're going to let LaMelo Ball have way too long of a leash. And as for as flashy and amazing as his passes are and like as brilliant as some of them are, the the mistakes and the offense is just so, so terrible that I, I think it's going to be pretty detrimental to that team. I think for every beautiful pass that LaMelo has, he has two instances where he dribbles the ball into a spot where he can't he can't get it out. <laughs> you know, like I like uh-huh. his his lack of athleticism at this point in his uh, career and in his body are just like subpar in terms of the the NBA. So it's I think it's going to be a lot of learning for him how to use his body. I to me he's just a skinny Kyle Anderson. Like that's like with oh, better passing, but like that's like that's what we're looking at. And like right now, like when we get to the Grizzlies, I'll probably talk about it. But like right now, Kyle Anderson is a good ass player. And but but his when he first started in the league, he like couldn't he couldn't get around because he's so slow. And it's yeah, that's what I see with Lamelo. He's just not fast. Yeah, he does remind me of like a 1980s basketball player when uh, it, with his passing ability and with everything, where he's just like. Like like Larry Bird, you know, Larry Bird was never fast, um, but uh, but I just his passing ability to me gives him such a floor because I don't know anyone that can pass like that who is worse than Ricky Rubio. I could be proven wrong here, and the, and definitely in the historic guys, there's probably a bunch of guys. Yeah, I he just has such an amazing passing gene. I he might be one of the top five passers in the NBA already. I do hope though that they uh, go with Lamelo uh, as a backup because I do I want to see him so much with Miles Bridges like all the time. I just want though I only want to see them on the court together. I mean, they'll uh, he's come off the bench. Already. Yeah, yeah, he's come off the bench every preseason game, so I think they're gonna at least start the season that that way. Okay, um, but I think that they want to give him run and they want to yeah. you know they want to see what he can do so yeah i just i have no faith in them i have no faith in michael jordan I, but, but i do want them to trade for al horford just because i want them to double down on a team that's already not that good just like, <laughs> <laughs> i always root for the doubling down on a mistake um yeah, all right the next team i have on twitter too <laughs> dylan and i got in a huge ass twitter fight today it was awesome uh, the next team I have uh, at 25 wins is a team that has a bunch of stink around it right now, and that's the uh, Sacramento Kings. My apologies to Parker, but Ooh. I think that Ooh. they are going to be bad. Um, you know, the whole Buddy Heald situation is concerning to me because he, like, had a whole fight with the organization and wouldn't call Luke uh, – uh, what's his name? Walton. Luke Walton back and i'm afraid that he's not long for this team adding hassan whiteside seems like a negative to me like he's just he's just bad right like we can all agree that he's just is really not a good nba player um i i don't know i i like De'Aaron fox but like they just don't have any other like talent at that level i'm not a marvin bagley believer uh if he can even stay healthy I think Harrison Barnes would be better suited playing the four, but he's going to be stuck at the three. And their roster is clunky. There's a log jam at every position. Um, I like Tyrese Halliburton. I thought that they were really lucky to to nab him up. 
But uh, is he going to contribute to winning this year? Probably not. So I, I just I have no faith in this team right now. Yeah, it's very clunky. Bagley's got to go because they need a second guy who can space the floor for Fox. And I don't know if that can ever be Halliburton, but it, it will be interesting to see if they can play on the floor together. I have their under as well. Uh, I, well, I, I, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like De'Aaron Fox, I, I like De'Aaron Fox a lot. And I think that like, if they can play at a, at a certain speed, I think they'll do, uh, uh, pretty all right but i i'm like a i'm i'm like a just slightly above on the over under so like just but like by a point five. <laughs> yeah i just i don't think luke walton is a very good coach i think that's kind of what i'm getting at they were so good with dave yeager when he just like had him running yeah. and was like maximizing that offense and mm-hmm. i i just i'm i'm not a walton believer um i actually really hope that someday the wolves hire dave yeager because i think that it's in the it's in the cards right yeah it is in the car he wants it i think if the wolves offer it to him it it, he will take it so it's interesting Uh, to me that the bulls have a higher over under at 30 i think it's 30 and a half and the kings are at 27 and a half and then the charlotte hornets are at like 25 and a half yeah people are everyone's low on the hornets because they suck i feel Uh, like everyone's (laughs) high on the bulls every year that's true uh Theo, you're up next. What are we at, 24? Um, Great. So this next team I actually had behind the Kings, which hurts my heart. Um, But I'm taking the Minnesota Timberwolves next. (gasps) Oh, Um, It hurts. But, like, the team doesn't make sense. It just, like, their rotation is, is so bizarro. And it feels, it's real weird. I just I have I just have concerns and questions about all the wing players. Now, I think that there's a trade down the line, yes. you know. But a, a, as it is currently constructed, you know, I I feel like in my heart their best their best lineup to finish games is like having Culver or Edwards at the 4. And that's bad news bears. Yikes. You know, like what? Who else are you gonna put in there? You know, like, and I think, I think, I think there's a. And, can- and then they just cut like a guy, like one of the candidates. And I know that Chalanga thinks that uh, Gerson Rosas can do no wrong for some reason, but he was one of the candidates, and they just got rid of Ronnie Hollis Jefferson. It's just so stupid. I, I I disagree. I think Ronnie Hollis Jefferson is is a really really bad basketball player. Thank and- you. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's really really bad. And and I it think doesn't, that it doesn't matter how bad he is. Jake Lehman and Juancho Hernan Gomez looked worse in the preseason. I disagree. I here's the thing: is that like they're just as unproven. They have they have, but they their shooting ceiling is so much higher. And Rondé is like sort of has made a career as being like a a defensive wing slash big off the bench, but he's really bad. He's like a step slow and like really weak. Like if you watch him guard like bigger wings he gets thrown around like he's someone much much smaller um i just i just i'm not a big i'm okay with him being gone (laughs) personally but uh see i I just don't see the point because there's a there's a roster spot for him and like there's no point in really getting rid of him unless they think that they're going to get rid of cat this year or something because otherwise they're not (laughs) doing a two-for-one trade there's no contract on this team that that is worth a two-for-one 
I, I agree with you there. And, and I don't want to turn this into the Ronda Hollis Jefferson podcast. Uh, and and we'll, we'll have this conversation <laughs> Even separately. Though this is the Ron Days and Confused podcast. Um, <laughs> but I, I think, I think Theo, I think that like Layman has his upsides. Like he's smart and he is like a glue guy, you know, but he's I'm high like on Layman. So I like Layman a lot. Like uh, the big thing. Is like we open up against Detroit, and it's like, is Jake Lehman gonna guard Blake Griffin? I hope not. Like <laughs> that's not, he's gonna get totally abused. But I do, I do like the idea of eventually starting like closing with Edwards at the four because, like, even in that preseason game against Dallas, we saw Lehman get pushed by Luca like no problem, and then Luca tried to do the same thing to Anthony Edwards, and he was like, nope. <laughs> Anthony Edwards is a big boy. He really he's big. he's not super tall, but he's got a he's got a nice wingspan and he's strong. Yeah. It's all get out. Yeah, at this point, yeah. I think he should start at the four. I don't care. Anyway, I think I think the Wolves are going to start out slow. I think it's going to take them a while. But I could see like especially post All Star break, I could see things really clicking. Anthony seems like he's learning pretty quickly, and like his confidence is growing game by game, and like. I can imagine a trade in the season that makes the roster make a little bit more sense. And so I think that there's a lot of room for improvement based on what we saw in the preseason. This is only two spots higher than I had the Wolves. So I'm actually not one or lower right? rather whatever it is higher yeah, so right lower. now that Theo's got them at the eighth worst team in the league. I had them. In, in the, I had them uh, making the playing game on my <laughs> rankings, but I I'm had an them optimist. At- <laughs> I had him at 21, so I had him at in, as 12th in the West, but yeah. here I, they are. All right, Dylan. Look, I love him, and I love the Ricky Rubio Rubio pickup because I think I think he's really freaking good. And like, I don't remember who we were talking about, but you, uh, Dylan, I think you mentioned something about Ricky Rubio. Um, and the thing about like, for as bad as he is at shooting, like he's better now, but like historically the for as many minutes as he's played ricky rubio is the worst shooter in the history of the nba and like the um the i don't know if that's still true but like four years ago i looked it up and of players who have played similar minutes he he is literally the worst shooter in the history of the nba but it's because he plays such good defense as well it's not just his passing it's Lamelo ball that's what we were talking about and so like his defense is really good that, and I yeah, think, that's the difference between him and Lamelo. Obviously. Yeah, and I think when you're putting lineups out there, that's going to be like Rubio, Edwards, Culver, and whoever else. I just like really like those defenders on the perimeter. Um, the last two I, years, Ricky was 35 percent from three. He was like pretty much league average. I'm pretty which sure. is amazing for him. Yeah, that's so yeah, it's huge. And look, look, let's let's all take a step back too, because like at the beginning of last season, Carl was playing like MVP ballot level basketball mm-hmm. he was incredible and he hasn't played all summer he's had like the the, the worst summer anyone could have mm-hmm. um and so it's gonna take him a little bit to get back into form but i'll believe it there. when i see it <laughs> all right i feel that uh dylan you're up next with uh, the 22nd worst team in the league all right so i had these guys a little bit lower but with the 22nd worst team in the league think now we're at the 12 seed because this is the spurs they'll be the 12 seed in the west um i actually think that they're super guard deep i mean i think everybody probably thinks that they have uh Dejounte murray Derek white devin bastel patty mills lonnie walker the fourth and lonnie walker might be uh, now that Brent forbes is gone their best three-point shooter um and devin vassell we liked him preseason 
I liked him uh, to go to the Timberwolves right around that six to 10 range. If we would have traded down or traded up, whatever, whichever way we would have gone with which pick, but he's looking really good. He's looking exactly like what uh, a spur should look like, you know, like that, <laughs> that young Kawhi, they always get, they always get that player in the draft that should have been taken at least a couple spots higher. Never like the highest upside player, but always the player that should have been taken a couple spots a little higher. Um, yeah, I I kind of like them a little bit, but um, but I can't believe they got this high to number twenty two. Uh, yeah, look, Demar Derozan is a, an incredibly underrated basketball player at this point in his career, just because he's kind of been buried on a mediocre San Antonio team, and I think Lamarcus Aldridge is even underrated. Although, oh, you yeah, know, as, sure. as as he ages, he he continues to be <laughs> less and less mobile, building on the the lack of mobility that he came into the league with. Um. I mean, the dude, look, I've never seen anyone stand so straight up on defense at all moments. It's like, it's crazy, dude. It does, looks like he's walking on his, his knees bend? That's, <laughs> I, I don't think so, man. He's um, never jumped in his life. <laughs> and I think that this team, like, overall is just, like, very middle of the road. Like, I don't really see too many ways for their offense to be that good or their defense to be that good. It's in the preseason they started Rudy Gay every game, which is good cuz last season they were starting Trey Lyles for some reason. And like, I, I know, right? Um and they're bringing Pirtle off the bench as the back. Rudy Gay center. was low key like really a negative for them when he was playing even though he wasn't starting. Yeah, but he's better than Trey Lyles. <laughs> so that's like bottom line there. And like moving Aldridge to the 5, they seem like they've like He's accepted that. They've accepted that. So that's good. But I, I just, I don't know. They're boring. I think Rudy Gay's being on the bench is probably more about like offensive upside for them. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But yeah, I actually do. I They are boring, but I do like their guard lineup. I'm excited <laughs> to see like, I do think one of them, one of their, one of DeJounte Murray, Derek White or um, Devin Vassell will be awesome. I really think oh, that. You're going to skip over Lonnie Walker? Lonnie He's Walker like could be awesome. exciting player they have. Yeah, but he he got buried last year, and I'm worried that he's gonna get buried this year. Like he he yeah. I, Derek White is gonna, isn't gonna start the season though, so there's there's opportunity. Theo, do you have thoughts about the yeah. Spurs? I I the thing my main knock on the Spurs is that they, like they do have like pretty capable players at most positions, but they don't have any like really like roster roster flexibility. You know, like whether whether it's their bench or their or their starters, it's like it all looks the same. You know, like really, like on like on the court, what's the difference between Lamarcus Aldrich and Jakob Pertl? Like, real, they're both lumbering bigs. You know, like mm-hmm. and like Lamarcus has better shooting. Pertl's like marginally more mobile. You know, like and then like the they are just it's just it's they they feel like a team that would be like a fringe playoff team 10, 15 years ago, but in today's NBA, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, every team in the NBA is so good this year. Yeah, yeah, for, for real. And I, I, I just feel like, yeah, DeMar DeRozan as your best player it, it isn't the same as it was in, in 2012, you know, mm-hmm. when he was leading those Raptors teams to, you know, the second round of the playoffs. Well, and it's also you could you could argue that he wasn't the best player on those teams, you know? Yeah, that's yeah, true. That's, that's true. true, especially in the playoffs. And yeah. his skill set is getting more and more obsolete every year he's in the league, which kind of sucks for mm-hmm. him, but. I yeah, think always, I, I personally think that's overblown. I I I don't think that the that the mid range game is as gone as people as it like 
as the meme has become. So I think like as just someone who can go out there every night and get you 20 points, you know, like with with, with like in his sleep, I think that's like that skill set, regardless of where the shots come from, I think is like forever, forever going to be valuable. I, I think for me, I think for me, the mid range game is more important for the offensive, like the passers in the league. And he's just not a pass first sure. player. So he's not going to like attract the defense um, or like if he, if he does attract the defense in the mid range game, then he's, then he's not going to like see the open lanes to pass it down sure. low or to like, get anyways, that's, that's, that's all I'm saying is that he's, yeah. he's all right. Well, we, we, we all admitted that the Spurs are boring. And then we talked about him for like eight minutes. So Dylan, what's your, what's your next pick at 21? Okay. Uh, I have, and this might come as a surprise to some because they were in the playoffs last year and it's the Orlando magic. Whoa. Not a surprise. Not a surprise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to me. Um, just so many, I had, I feel like I had the Hornets higher. I think, let me just double check. Yeah. I had the Hornets one spot higher. I, I don't see it. I don't see them continuing to be this surprising playoff team in the East. The East got way deeper. Everyone's fleeing the West. Harden might be fleeing the West. We don't know. And, uh, I, I guess it just feels like they were the Cinderella and the clock has struck midnight, and that is the 2020-2021 season. They have no Jonathan Isaac, no DJ Augustine, who low-key was one of their best players two years ago. So um, I think they're going to struggle on offense, and I think that they're going to be fine on defense, as they always are. But I, I don't see... I, I don't think Markel Fultz is the point guard that's going to take them into the playoffs this year. Um, for me, I actually sh- shockingly had the magic above the Atlanta Hawks this year. Oh I am. God. It's not. Shocking. I know you have a big Markel Fultz boner. I'm forever the magic optimist. I do like Markel Fultz. Your he brother. He's, he's stunned. Yo, he's just, just, just hear me out. Just, just, just hear me out. Just hear me out. Just hear me out. So like. <laughs> Marco Fultz continues to get better. I'm not saying that he is like the solution or whatever, but he can he continues to get better. Vucevic is one of the most underrated players in the league. I mean, <laughs> the dude puts up 20 and 12, like he, he can do it in his sleep. He's really, really good. And he's not a terrible defender. He's a big body. Um, I'm not a huge. Is he Aaron a top Gordon five guy, but... center in the league? Uh, For sure. I don't think he's I don't think he's that far outside of the top five. I mean, okay. you got Gobert, Towns, and Bede. Bam and Jokic, Nurk, and then Jokic. I think Nurk and Vooch. I think it, there's an argument there because I got like to see Nurk play this season to to. That's true. Vooch. He's got to make. He's got to be in shape this year. He was way out of shape last year. Anyway, uh, I they were actually pretty bad when Jonathan Isaac played last year. Um, they were like 11 and 15 in the games that he played. And honestly, without Jonathan, Jonathan Isaac, Eric Gordon makes a lot more sense on the team. Um, Aaron Gordon. That's what I said, right? Or is it, did I say Eric? I think it's said Eric Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I, I, I and they're well coached. Steve Clifford is a great coach. Um, I'm a Cole Anthony believer. I think that he now is just as good as DJ Augustin is at this at this point in DJ's career. Cole um, Anthony? He dude, looked so bad in his preseason game. He looked so terrible. Dude, I'm telling you. You got to remember, though, right? like these rookies haven't played basketball like this no i get it I so get it. long there's no he's, summer league barely had any time with the team i i just i think he's really small 
he looks like he's playing really small and uh yeah i i mean i'm not willing to say it's yeah. dj augustine dj augustine's like a solid rotation player in the nba for, for like a long time right well look the magic always outperform so i'm i'm betting high on oh them theo, theo do you have any like big arguments with with that uh you know no they're <laughs> I, I don't know they're the magic <laughs> the thing the thing that like um that i do like about the magic is that like um uh, no, there's nothing. There's nothing I like. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, in that case, Theo, you are next with the next pick. We're at 20 now. So yeah, we're, we're at 20. We're at 20. Are we at, Dylan, are we at play-in uh, position yet? Uh, oh, easily, yeah. So the Magic in our system are the 10th seed in the East. So they are in the playing game. That makes um, sense. And yeah, right. <laughs> they are on the outside of the playing game. But uh, we have one more seed in the West and or one more seed in the East. Sorry, before we get to the playoffs. And then in the West, it's 15, 14, 13, 12. We are on seed 11 in the West. Uh, it would, will be the next pick. So, OK, so so we've got three more West teams and two more East teams. One more East team. Yes. One more East team, three more West teams. OK, Theo, you are up. Who's next? OK, this this one is there's a toss up between three teams. I think for me in my mind, um, and I'm going to go with maybe the most controversial one. I think. Oh, nice. <laughs> but also maybe it's not controversial. Um, but my team is the Houston Rockets. Ooh. I, I, don't know, I don't know if that's controversial. Yeah. As I said that, I was like, actually, is it controversial? I just don't. I think there are a lot of players that I that I would trust to play reasonably well while they're unhappy and like still would show up and do their job and like punch the clock and do the thing. James Harden is not that person in my mind. I mean, like are, are the Rockets just the new wizards now? You know, like how, how well did the wizards do last season? James Harden is definitely better than Bradley Beal, but is a a disinterested James Harden better than Bradley Beal? I don't know. I would say that like when John Wall was playing, and Chalanga can back me up on this because he thought that the Wizards were going to be a 50-win team two seasons ago. <laughs> um, I They were a playoff team, but in the West, yeah, that's kind of tough. I don't know. I, I still think that James Harden is a transcendent offensive player. And if he's locked in, they have, and they don't trade him for at least until the trade deadline or like well into the season they might just win too many games to like be out of the playing games. I think they'll, they may, they may, may still be in the playing games, you know, like maybe James Harden will play himself into shape, but like, I just, if, if James decides that like, you know what, I'm just going to go out here and score 40 points, you know, forget all y'all. I'm going to do my thing. Like how many, how many games are they actually going to win? I don't know. 40 points is a lot. (laughs) Yeah. But if, if like, Versus like a keyed in James Harden, which is like 35 points and 12 assists vibe. I yeah. don't think he's throwing 12 assists this year. I, I think, you know, like I could be wrong, you know, maybe yeah. he'll show up and do his job, but I'm just not inspired. Um, for So for me, I actually think that if there's going to be any player to put your trust in to play disinterested basketball, it's James Harden because he's <laughs> like notorious for like going out clubbing the night before games and showing up and being ready. I mean, he showed up right to, to preseason, you know, out with of COVID. shape or sorry, with he showed like, to the bubble uh, it, with COVID. 
Yeah. And, um, and, and, you know, I'm, I'm a John Wall optimist. I like really, I'm really rooting for him and he looked okay. Yeah. He looks he looked good. Okay. And DeMarcus cousin looked okay. And in a vacuum, I think he's a better match than Russell Westbrook for sure. Cause he can actually, shoot. yeah, I do. I think that wizards trade was like a good, a good move for both teams. I think they both got a better partner sure. for what they're trying to do. Um, and it's funny that you say that they're the Wizards because I like I am the Wizards optimist and I'm a I was a big believer in them. Um, and I think the the wings that they have defensively, oh, I think they're they're gonna they're gonna really bother some teams. Like with David Nwaba, who I know you love, um, Bruno Caboclo will probably play minutes, and he's not good, right? You know? <laughs> Bruno Caboclo, Daniel oh, House, man. PJ it's Daniel Tucker, House. Like, yeah, it's Daniel House and PJ Tucker that are just and Eric Gordon's still playing. They're they're gonna play. I mean, if they're engaged, they're gonna play some solid defense. And with you know, Cousins, Christian Wood, John Wall, and James Harden, that's like probably close to eighty points. And they're so, low key, like, kind of deep. <laughs> they, yeah, they've got they've got players. I I have them at, I have them in my ninth seed, so not quite a lock for the playoffs, just because mm-hmm. there's so much uncertainty. But I I think the roster is honestly not that bad. Want to know I, what? I have them as my eighth seed, and I'm gonna have them at, with their over. I'll give them thirty eight. Wow! Wow! Thirty eight again. And guess what? If they trade Harden, I think they're gonna be awesome. If they get Ben Simmons <laughs> on this team, they will be awesome. I don't think the Sixers are trading. And I just don't see it happening. I, I, I hope they don't. I hope they trade Joel Embiid. That's what I really hope because I want to see James Harden and and Ben Simmons on the same team. I will yeah. also say I think that the fit of Russell and and Harden for moments was a lot better than people gave it credit for. Yeah. And I think the main the main hurdle in seeing the fit as better than it was is or as as like that that didn't allow people to see it as for as good as it was is that you have to look at Westbrook as on that Rockets team. He was actually the four functionally. And, and so like, if you view him as like the, the four surrounded by the wing players and like, he's actually doing the rebounding and like some distributing, it actually wasn't a bad fit, but, mm-hmm. but like it wasn't, it also wasn't great. You know, it, it wasn't worth this, you know, 70, 80 million that those two are, are combined, you know, being paid. Yeah, I, you know, I'm I'm impressed with how this how this team has managed to like reshape its roster so quickly, so often. With a brand um, new GM too. Yeah, so I I think that they've settled on something that like at least makes a little bit of sense, and it's got the potential to make even more sense after a James Harden trade. I think so. if Christian Wood comes out here and, and can like play play as as good as as people think he's going to, I I, I certainly think that they'll be higher than than where I put them. But I, there's just too many what ifs mm-hmm. for me to like feel confident about their success. Agreed. I feel that. I feel that. All right, I'm up next, and there's two West teams left and one East team. So let me check my win totals. All right, perfect. It's a team from the West, and that team at 32 wins is the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, I actually have them lower than the Wolves, even though we watched them spank the Wolves. <laughs> I love it. Put on those footy pajamas. You're a homer. No, nah, but here's why. Here's here's my thing is like they are coming off the bubble. So they like 
have played together more recently and there's like no turnover there. But as we saw last year, as the game started meaning more, they started to fizzle out. Um, Jaron Jackson and just Justice Winslow's injury issues are a concern to me. I'm a big, I'm a big John Morant fan and he looks awesome. And like, I'm, I'm really rooting for him. Uh, I just am concerned about like, how good this team can actually be without any like real wing defenders like Kyle Anderson, like you said earlier, is a smart player, but like, is he a starting caliber player? And like, you know, not that the wolves have a starting caliber player at the four, but <laughs> I, I, I just, I have my questions there. Um, I feel like the comp is, and I still feel like they're kind of missing. Go ahead. No, I, I feel like the comp this year is is John ja Morant uh, is the same or similar to Trey Young last year, and I and you saw how many wins the Hawks had last year, and I feel like it's a similar amount of talent. Uh, mm-hmm. Jonas Valanciunas is is much better than any center mm-hmm. that they had, um, unless you want to say that John Collins was the center, but John Collins was out yep. part of the year too. Um, but yeah, once Jaron Jackson Jr. comes back, yeah. I am very high on the Grizzlies. Uh, I, I think they have a lot of depth. I I do think that Desmond Bain is going to play some significant minutes for them. I don't know wh- where you have them, but what uh, a thick so, boy! Oh my gosh, boy, he he's really so beefy. Yeah, he looked really yeah. good. I think he could have a chance to uh-huh. play over De'Anthony Melton, and I I don't trust Justice Winslow either, but I don't think that they're counting on that. Has he played a, a minute yet? Yeah, so Not for the Grizzlies, no. So I, I, you have him, him here as the starter. <laughs> I I think that there's it's possible that they have Kyle Anderson as the starter, and then to start the se- season they'd have Brandon Clark then as the starting four, and then Desmond Bain might slot in. But he's somewhere he's also on hurt. that two. He hasn't three. played yet. Uh, I know he's not Brandon on the injury list, but Brandon Clark is also he's nicked up too. Yeah, but I, he was day to day. He was day to day. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and, and yeah, they yeah. they said on the broadcast that the Wolves announcers, I think Jim Pete said that uh, if it were a regular season game, he'd be playing right now. That's mm. a, yeah. Yeah, I'm probably too low on the Grizzlies, but I think that this just ended up happening because I really wanted the Wolves to get into that ten seed. So <laughs> I know, me too. <laughs> Don't we all? So I'm probably going to eat eat crow on this later, but it's all right. It's my turn again, and I was right on this team last year, and I think I'm going to be right on them again. Uh, this will be the ninth spot in the West, and that is the Golden State Warriors. I have their under at wow. 32 wins. I think this team sucks. I think that, like, one Steph Curry injury and that this team is, like, truly trash we watched andrew wiggins play basketball for the minnesota timberwolves for six years and he did not contribute to winning one bit everyone is acting like oh man they've got all this offensive talent in andrew wiggins and kelly Oubre and steph curry they're going to be amazing but take steph curry out of that equation and you've got to rely on andrew wiggins to be like your primary creator and we as timberwolves fans know that that sucks really really bad and um, you know, James Weissman is not going to be good right away. It's going to take him time. I, you know, I think like rookie centers, especially defensively struggle big time when they get into the NBA, Kevon Looney is an injury risk. Then who's left Marquise Chris. I, yeah. I, I don't know. And then good. like Draymond Green has to be engaged, which I'll believe it when I see it. 
because like if this team gets off to a bad start, it's really easy to imagine Draymond Green not giving a shit. So oh. I, I don't like it. And like if Steph Curry is healthy, they'll they'll have like a top five offense. will be amazing. If he's hurt, which like when he is the primary creator, he tends to get hurt. They're going to be pretty bad. I completely agree. I have the Warriors at 19. So I actually have a spot below and I would have probably, well, I would have picked an, an Eastern Conference team before uh, both of these teams. But with the Warriors, I don't I don't know if Steph Curry has what he had in the MVP seasons, and he would need that at this point in order to take this team into the playoffs. It's it's really it's gonna be really, really, really tough for Steph Curry. This is kind of like a legacy year for him, in my opinion, because if he can take the Warriors to the playoffs, then I'm gonna take back every bad thing that I said about him. I kind of don't I don't think Steph Curry was ever the type of player who could win a championship like uh by himself, like lead a team bar none to a championship. I mean, there's a reason why Andre Iguodala won the finals MVP. It's because LeBron James was the best player on the court. And um, mm. I just, I don't know if Steph Curry has what he had. And even when he did have that, he wasn't enough to be a championship, like be, be the single like bar none piece on a championship team. He needed a lot of like perfect fits around him. And Clay I mean, Thompson happens to be that. Yeah. I mean, that's like, that's what he had in those MVP seasons was, was Clay Thompson and he doesn't yeah. have Clay Thompson, you know, like I think Clay Thompson is like, I think as, as you know, like fast forward 20 years, we're going to be old men talking about, man, if y'all young cats could have seen Clay Thompson, you'd like, because like the, the, his numbers, don't reflect how good he is you know like if you look back at his career numbers it's like 17 18 16 points a game and it's like oh but that's the dude who put up 37 points in a quarter you know like yeah Yeah, he he only shot eight shots a game when he was making 16 points a game or when whatever you know so like it's why it's wild yeah but i i have him higher just because i try i'm you know like i i believe in steph you know just because he's the best to ever do it at the most important skill set of the game you know, shooting shooting is the most important. You know, it it just point. It, it it true it, it at any point if you can't put the ball in the basket, you literally cannot win the game. And so, um, I just trust him. I I'm I'm real high on James Wiseman. Um, <laughs> that that might be like proved to be wrong, but I, I mean, no one really knows, obviously. But but I'm real. I'm there. You know, like granted, like this is from like workout footage mostly, but yeah, like. He- against oh but i'm high i'm i'm real high on him i think i i almost would have liked the wolves to draft him oh my god i almost would have liked that he looked so good in his tape from memphis like his three games they he looked amazing but Mm -hmm. yeah he puts it together he's gonna be really fucking good and Mm -hmm. and like i said like i love steph and if steph stays healthy this team i think is probably closer to like the fifth (laughs) seed in the west um but i just uh, it's gonna be a lot it's gonna be a lot on him yeah, um, you're right. So uh, that means Dylan, that's you again. No, I think it's Theo. It's me. Oh, to the East, the last team of the East. Yes. Yeah, so you have to pick an Eastern Conference team. Oh, we're, okay. So we're we're on the okay. Cool. Um, mm-hmm. great. So my Eastern Conference team, um, is I'm writing, it down. I'm writing it down. This is a tough. This is there are two teams here that I that I would choose, and I and it's actually a really hard decision. Oh no! Um, I feel like this is a safer bet, but also might prove to be wrong. I'm gonna go with the Wizards here. 
Oh! Um, I, I wrote down the Pacers. Um, Whoa. That's wild. That's wild. They have the same team. <laughs> I had the Wizards as the seventh seed. So um, it, For me, it was a toss-up between the, the Hawks and the Wizards here, personally. But I think that constructed around Russell Westbrook, the Wizards team makes a lot of sense. Yes. Like that you can like that they're trotting out there with lineups that are like that where you have like Westbrook surrounded by Beal, um, old Davy Burt, Davis Bertans, mm-hmm. and uh even Thomas Bryant at the at the at the five, like can shoot it. Like that's like he, he's gonna do he's gonna have a uh I don't know if he's gonna have a career season because like he's his whole career has been career seasons. Um <laughs> But I think they're going to do really well around Westbrook because I think Westbrook is still a really good player. Stat monster, obviously, like that doesn't necessarily translate to wins, but like in some cases it does. Um, and I think they're going to do really well. I also think, you know, Davis Bertans has been getting a lot of flack for his contract, but I actually think it's an appropriate contract for his offensive skill set. Um, I think he's a really, really good player. Uh, he can shoot lights out and he also can handle the ball surprisingly well for someone as immobile as he is. What? Um, Yo, you're so high on the Wizards. Why did you put them out of the playoffs or on the outside looking in? I guess because they will be in that nine seed playing game. Uh, just because I like the Hawks better. I like the wow. Hawks and, and Pacers better. You know, um, you know, and we'll talk about this when we get to those. But I, and, I, I, and the Wizards could probably surprise some people. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm a Bradley Beal fan. I think he was robbed mm-hmm. last year for not being on the All Star team. Um, Thank you. Robbed, criminally robbed. Oh yeah. Um, and and I think Bradley Beal like in terms of of like um like fame and respect might be the most underrated player in the league. I in, picked him in, up with the third pick in our fantasy basketball league. Oh yeah. That's yeah. that's great. Or like third no, like the th- third not round third overall, third he round. He fell to the third round. Oh, that's wild. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. I picked up Cat and then Ben Simmons, and then I was like, "Okay, I guess Bradley Beal's here." Oh, he's and he's a he's a lot better defender than he gets credit for. He's really Uh he's solid. He's very strong for his size. Like he's short, but he's strong. Scorer in the league, he might be. I think it's a mistake if they end up starting if they start Rui at the three. I would rather have Beal at the three personally, uh, and then whoever else. Um. I actually I, think their lineup is going to be Danny. based on what I saw and based on what I've been listening to. It's going to be uh, Westbrook, Beal, Denny, Rui, and Bryant. And Berton oh, yeah. is going to come off the bench. Oh, I like that so much. Yeah. I like that Bert- so much. Bertans will be an awesome sixth man of the year candidate, I think. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I, average Bertans. I hate Bertans because he always seemed to score 30 points against the Timberwolves when he was playing for the Spurs. <laughs> But uh, I could totally see him being a uh, six man of the year candidate just because he's going to just launch him. He's going to be torching them. Yeah, I like the Wizards. My one thing about them is just uh, depth. They're not a super deep team. Uh, they could, if they get injured, then like I worry because I, like, I'm not sure if Troy Brown Jr. is really good. Um, he's okay. You know, Isak Banga is an incredibly limited player. Um, Ish Smith is like the perennial backup, right? You know, I mean, he can definitely step in and, and be okay. But mm. outside of Bertans, I don't know if there's anybody on their bench that I, I, is really like actually good. And then 
uh, going along with that, I I wasn't high on Denny before the draft. I actually watching him play in the NBA, I was surprised at his skill. He looks yeah, he good, looks good. You know? He looks good. Um, he looks like I think the thing that surprised me most is like he looks super comfortable. Like he mm-hmm. just like looks like he belongs. Um, so you know, I I'll, I'll admit I was wrong on that. Um, so we'll see. I don't know. I, I but I like the Wizards. I also had him at seven. So. Well, thanks everyone for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to uh, the Coast to Coast NBA podcast on your favorite podcasting app. Follow us on the socials at CNB Pod on Twitter at Instagram and Instagram. Send us an email at uh, Coast to Coast NBA Pod at gmail.com. We love it. This lottery was great. We've got to do the East and West playoffs. So we'll be back with the second second half looking at the East and the West. And uh, to end this pod, we'll we'll play a little music by Theo. He's an incredible singer-songwriter, so enjoy. Much love. Thank you, Theo. I want to build a fortress Made of silk and cotton Won't you build a drawbridge? Cause I've got moat enough for two. Let the sun lay siege on us. Fortified in love
made.